Good morning. It's Sunday, October the 13th. It's 3 a.m. This is the 103rd show. I'm back. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the 103rd show. Welcome to the show. My name is Gabo. I am your host. A little show that we do once in a while. We're actually, we're trying to do it every, every week now. And it's, uh, it's we're, we're moving along. So uh, welcome to the show. This is... Um, this is the little show that we talk about, you know, sometimes about technology, sometimes about, uh, you know, whatever. It's, uh, it always depends on whatever is going on, I suppose. I don't know. What's going on with you? How's life happening with you? Is uh, everything happening well with you? Is life treating you well? You know, here in the United States, it's it's the autumn or fall, the end of summer, and yeah, it, it is wasting no time uh, here in the Chicago area, uh, getting underway. Uh, you know, I've said it many times before about the weather, and I'll, I'll say it, I'll keep saying it, I suppose. But uh, you know, the leaves are starting to fall. Uh, it's People are starting to put their pumpkins out on their porches. And it's starting to get cooler every day. The sun is starting to fall a little earlier. And uh, it's cooling down. Uh, not so for the rest of the world and country from what I see. Uh, it's still quite warm south of us. Heat waves, fires in California. There is a super typhoon actually hitting Tokyo at this very moment. And uh, hopefully they make it through that relatively unscathed. Our prayers and thoughts are... I hate saying thoughts and prayers, so I said prayers and thoughts, and our thoughts are definitely with our friends in Japan, Tokyo, all of our hacker f hackers, and uh, all of the uh, all of our friends in Tokyo, Tokyo twenty six hundred, Tokyo Underground, Tokyo EDS. Uh, just wanted to say uh, we're thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. And uh, hopefully everything will be all right. Uh, elsewhere, as I said, there's some fires going on out in California. It's pretty bizarre. Uh, one of the things that uh, led me to bring that up was the fact that the power company, PG&E, out in California, preemptively went through and disabled power to over a million homes to try to prevent fires. But... Uh, unfortunately, the fires remain and persist and are growing. 
and from early reports that I've witnessed and read uh, that there were actually people dying as a result of that. So I don't think PG&E can uh, win either way, it seems. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, always good to be back here on the microphone. You know, this past week I had a uh, pretty good scare. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to kind of share that with you because uh, I've shared my life with you for the past five years. And uh, so, you know, I, um, I got up Tuesday morning, uh, did my normal routine, was, you know, did, you know, just did my normal routine, right? Uh, did my little did my little exercise, did my uh, everything and uh, settled in, drove to the office uh, out in Rosemont. For those of you that aren't familiar with Chicago, Rosemont is out there by O'Hare Airport here in Chicago. And uh, I was on my way to Rosemont and uh, about two or three minutes out from the office, of course, I... Um, I felt a little jab in my left side and you know it's just thought I'd drink my protein shake too fast and uh, so it was it was you know it was pretty painful you know you know how it feels when you drink something too fast your side or your stomach hurts or cramps up and um, I, I thought nothing of it uh, got got to the uh, got to the parking garage parked uh, and, and well, within a, a period of like literally six to seven minutes, I, I went from perfectly okay to barely being able to park in the parking garage. I uh, got there uh, to the office, uh, took, got my, you know, unloaded all of my stuff, brought, took it to my desk, and by the time I got to my desk. I was literally feeling dizzy and, um, you know, just, uh, couldn't, couldn't even, uh, couldn't even understand why I wasn't feeling well. I thought I'd drink at that point. I chalked it up to a bad protein drink. Uh, but, uh, it kept getting worse. The pain kept getting worse by the minute. Um, so, uh, long story short, I was, uh, doubled over in pain, uh, went home and, um, pretty much slept it off, you know, uh, got home, uh, you know, we all thought it was, you know, some sort of stomach flu or something and, uh, sort of called it. Uh, and then, then the next uh, day, Wednesday morning, I woke up and uh, no pain, right? So I'm thinking, okay, that's great. I'm on the, I'm on the mend. Uh, and uh, I had, uh, I had, you know, I had another protein shake. And uh, within 30 minutes, uh, the pain returned this time even more far intense than, uh, Tuesday morning, the previous morning. Uh, this time, um, this time I was really doubled over. I was, I was literally doubled over in pain and, um, I just couldn't understand what was going on. Uh, and it kept getting worse, uh, throughout the day. And, uh, Finally, finally, around, I don't know, 6 or 7 p.m. Wednesday night, um, finally wound up in the uh, ER and uh, discovered that uh, after, <laughs> after much screaming and <laughs> wallering, uh, and, uh, vomiting, uh, just uh, incredible pain, uh, went to the ER and, uh, discovered that I had a kidney stone. And, uh, <laughs> I tell you the, the doctor was amazingly, unbelievably cool. The nurses, uh, I, you know, when I was rushed in the, the team that surrounded me when I went into there, uh, to that ER was, 
it was it was it was really really touching um I knew I was going to be okay and uh and it it hurt it hurt like hell and um you know I just kind of was starting to give up because of the pain um but what can I say I had a um shit I had uh I had loved ones and uh surrounding me and I had uh one hell of a team at Northwestern Medical um finding out what was wrong with me um putting it all together and uh you know it, I, so, uh, after a couple hours of, uh, heavy sedation and, um, whatever they gave me, um, I discovered that I had a kidney stone, of course, and it was in transit. It was on its way, uh... <laughs> It was on its way from my kidneys to uh, the the exit, and um, it literally was excruciating. Excuse me for a minute. Excuse me for. A Uh, it literally was, it literally was, uh, very painful. It was, it was a, it was a tough, 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 uh, situation. The doctor came in, uh, <laughs> with a jovial look, you know, I'm, I'm laying there with a, uh, an IV in my arm and, uh, I, I could, uh, you know, I felt like I was on in the space shuttle at that point. And he comes in there and uh, he's like, uh, He's like, well, Gummo, you've got a kidney stone and it's on its way out. And that's why it hurts so bad. And, uh, and he said, well, uh, you know, here's, uh, here's a few things. Here's, here's some things you need to do and, uh, be sure to drink plenty of, uh, water and liquids and, uh, you should pass it in a few days and, uh, at that point, I, you know, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so I, uh, the next morning I got out of, uh, the hospital and made my way back to, uh, home base here, uh, <laughs> completely out of it. I couldn't even feel my feet or anything from all of the medication they gave me. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I lay down for a little bit, um, woke up and started drinking uh, my favorite, right? Simply lemonade and uh, drink about a half a gallon of that stuff. And, uh, you know, in uh, around two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, ah, and uh, just like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I had to, I had to pee in this special cup with a, um, a strainer and it was, it was just really bizarre, but, uh, it, it came out and my God, uh, it was unbelievably painful. Uh, and just like that, uh, and just like that, it was over. Uh, and, um, <laughs> I was able to, <laughs> I was able to smile and move on substantially uh at a, at a substantially lower reduced speed uh yesterday and uh I spent the day yesterday healing and uh resting and today I'm on uh well today yesterday whatever I, I'm on my feet smiling again little pain um 
and I'm beyond grateful for everyone involved uh, in last Wednesday night's um, escapade uh, at the hospital. Um, I just, I don't know what to say. I felt, I felt like I was being treated. I, I felt like, uh, I felt, I felt like I was in the best hands in the world. Uh, again, thank you to, uh, Northwestern medical and, uh, the doctors and the nurses and everyone involved and my loved ones, especially, I love you guys, my friends, all of you guys, uh, Thanks. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's what's been going on, uh, and yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm so, yeah, everything's good. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been an interesting couple of weeks, uh, uh, no doubt, right? And so uh, a lot of things have been going on, of course, and one of the things, uh, you know, listen, uh, it's it's no it's it's no surprise. Uh, that I grew up uh, listening to uh, a radio show called uh, Off the Hook, um, and it was uh, it was actually the second Hacker. Um, it was actually it was right up there with uh, when I was a kid. Right, you would get the text files from CDC uh, on the dial-up boards and on the news groups, and then um, there was this little magazine out there called. Uh, 2600 uh the hacker quarterly and it was um it was something that i grew attached to as a young kid uh and uh back in the day there was a show called brain damage and uh it, you know all of the famous hackers that you've probably read about or never read about or may soon discover were always were always on the show uh it was was brain damage and then I, th I think that was the name of the show was brain damage then then they changed it to off the hook um and uh i've been listening to the show uh ever since i was a kid and i um occasionally still do and uh, i encourage you to as well if you go to 2600.com uh without those guys uh those guys are the without those guys there would be no anything there would i wouldn't be sitting here uh, if it wasn't for those guys. And so I owe my entire existence to learning and being part of, um, part of that when I was young and growing up. And I, uh, the reason I'm mentioning it, mentioning this and that, and the other is the fact that, uh, they did a radio show on, uh, a local station in New York, 99.5 FM, uh, WBAI. <laughs> Um, in New York City. And uh, last Monday, Pacifica, which owns uh, a slate of other independently operated radio stations, abruptly shut down local programming at WBAI and shuttered its Atlantic Avenue workspace. Uh, citing millions of dollars of debt and the desire to rebuild this station around national syndicated content. Uh, by Tuesday morning, of course, the staff, which consists largely of unpaid volunteers, was granted a temporary restraining order by the Manhattan Supreme Court, barring Pacifica from terminating any WBAI employees or impeding on its local programming in any way until October the 18th. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they have impeded on the programming, um, and it, there is no local programming uh, taking place on WBAI 99.5 FM in New York. Um, and of course, as I said, uh, producers still are uh, telling people that the local programming was still being kept off the air. Uh, you know, and this isn't the first time something like this has happened uh, on WBAI. If, if you're not familiar with WBAI, it's a nonprofit radio station. It's been around. Uh, it's been around for decades, uh, and um, there, there's one show on there specifically, not uh, you know, called Hour of the Wolf, and uh, and as I said, uh, it, you know, it's uh, and. That, that guy's been on there for, I believe, 48, 49 years, something like that. Um, it's, it's been the, 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 um, the station, of course, averages about 3,000 
or not 3,000, but over 3 million listeners at any one time. Uh, and of course, an attorney for WBAI uh, said that despite the injunction issued, uh, Pacifica is still controlling the network's uh, Times Square Tower and the station's website. Uh, the the actual the the volunteers actually have control of the Twitter account, and you can follow really what's going on uh, at Linda Perry's Twitter feed. At um, she's on Twitter at uh, at. Uh, L-I-N-D-A-P-E-R-R-Y-B-A-R-R. Uh, and she she's pretty much tweeting what's going on, uh, the latest on what's happening uh, with WBAI. Uh, WBAI is also claiming that Pacifica violated its rights, uh, not only under common and not-for-profit law, but also under its own bylaws, as well as the station's free speech rights. Uh, meanwhile, Pacifica has defended defended its actions in an open letter on the station's website and in a press release, both of which fault the beloved local broadcaster for ballooning debt. WBAI has yet repeatedly made calls on other um, Pacific, or it's reported that they had to repeatedly rather call on other Pacifica radio stations uh, to help fund its payroll and other operating expenses. Um, Jan Goodman, a Pacifica board member, said uh, that uh, they can no longer keep taking money for essential services from other local stations to cover WBAI's continued shortfalls. Uh, she goes on to say that this practice is endangering the entire foundation. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's there's there's a lot of things that are not being uh, as forthcoming from WBAI's foundation management uh, that we all should be aware of, and uh, it's there's just uh, there seems to be a lot amiss. Uh, but um, you know, this this is this is uh, completely an outrage. Uh, we agree with that. Uh, this the, um, WBAI has uh, is a voice of the local community and the local people. It's funded. It's a nonprofit, uh, and it's funded uh, to be part of the local community. And I am quite damn sure that uh, this fight isn't over for WBAI. And this isn't the first time I said it's happened. Back in um, I believe in the 70s, uh, they went at WBAI, actually went off the air for three months, nothing but static, uh, in, so, in some sort of similar s sort of station coup. Uh, but um, that's where uh, a lot of, that's where a lot of uh, problems coexist in a non-commercialized uh, environment. And so that's why we uh, obtain to stay non-commercial here on this podcast and on our website. And we wish WBAI the best of luck. Uh, find out how you can get involved uh, with that by going to 2600.com. Listen to their show as well. Uh, you'll find out all of the information that you need. Uh, and try to save uh, one of the last remaining voices for hackers. Uh, I, I believe that uh, the show uh, Off the Hook airing on WBAI is one of the greatest goddamn hacks on the planet because nowhere else can hackers have a voice in the middle of a metropolitan cosmopolitan city such as New York. And uh, that voice is out there for everyone to engage with. And so uh, we will be watching and listening and um, bringing you updates as that uh, happens as well. And uh, again, to find, uh, to find out more, go to 2600.com uh, to find out uh, exactly what's happening. Uh, and best of luck to you guys. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's just crazy, you know, and that's, that's um, that, that all, you know, a lot of people can speculate on what brings shit like that to fruition. But, uh, you know, this isn't a show, uh, this, this podcast specifically is not a show, uh, for speculation. So we're, we're not going to speculate on, on what causes that. Hey, listen, you know, uh, I don't know if you are guys are familiar with the lockpick lawyer. Has anyone ever heard of the lockpick lawyer? Well, if you haven't, the lockpick lawyer is um, 
he's got a YouTube channel and he basically picks locks, right? And he'll, he will show you how to defeat locks and safes and boxes and all of that. And it's not because he wants to teach you how to become a criminal. It's he wants to show you how insecure these sort of gadgets and gizmos are. With uh, that being said, um, there is one product that he recently reviewed um, and it's, it get this, uh, if it's basically found in many hotels, you know, those little safes that you've, you go, you, you know, when you check into a hotel, you have that little safe in your, uh, your room to lock your valuables in. And I bet you've done that a time or two thinking that it's your valuables have been quite safe in there. Right. But think again, <laughs> Uh, the lockpick lawyer recently uh, disclosed uh, several vulnerabilities, and uh, with a little bit of diligence, you can also discover a few more vulnerabilities on these uh, so-called safes in hotel rooms. Uh, usually, a master password will get you right in. It will bypass your uh, little secure uh, password that you put in. Uh, usually, um, you can, <laughs> you can um, just put in a bunch of nines. Uh, uh, you know, just hit nine, 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 uh, or six, 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 six. If you hit a series of ones, twos, threes, fours, five, six, sevens, eights, nines, you are eventually, you eventually will be able to understand, uh, the master password for all of the safes in that particular, uh, hotel. So, uh, you know, it, while those things are, um, novel at best uh they are they're they are only meant to keep honest people out uh or away from your stuff and so uh, be aware of that the next time you check into a hotel room and you run into one of those um you know the safes i you know i and i admit you know i've, I've put my stuff in there as well when i've checked into hotels going yeah it's gonna be really safe in here uh so now unfortunately i have to think twice again uh when it becomes uh something uh you know, on some of the most simple things, but that, that comes again with people not paying attention to security, uh, when they build a, a product and, um, all of that stuff. So, uh, listen, uh, there is, there's, there's a new, t there, there's not a, it's not new, but it's a new twist on an old, uh, scam called the business email compromise scam. Uh, if you, and if you're not familiar with it, it's on the rise. Uh, you know, over the past three years, there's been over $26 billion lost uh, just related just to this particular scam. Uh, and I believe I've spoken about it, pre, uh, not about it specifically, but about uh, the dangers of invoicing companies uh, and how companies are extremely susceptible to invoice scams uh, and how... Uh, just uh, how how almost um, trivial it is to bill companies and uh, receive a payment uh, for uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars uh, before or e even or if ever it's discovered. Uh, nevertheless, this particular uh, version of the business email compromise scam uh, started starts off with a little bit of um, phishing, uh, but it's uh, it's definitely happening more. Uh, and unfortunately, hackers are getting the bad rap here because it's not hackers, it's criminals who target the home buyers because they typically send large amounts of money and are not always the most savvy about cybersecurity. Uh, you know, what's more is real estate and titling companies tend to have less robust security measures in place than other large corporations and often fail to warn consumers adequately about the rising threat. Uh, many small realty companies, unfortunately, just have a family member who's good with the computers in charge of their systems, and then that is how the, that is occurring because, you know, um, Bob's real estate or, you know, someone's wife or, or you know, someone who is dabbling in real estate, uh, they are being actively targeted by uh, cyber thieves and criminals, not hackers. Uh, and uh, just around half of real estate firms warn that their clients uh, 
uh, are susceptible to this type of wire fraud. Uh, and uh, it seems to, you know, with that, with, with 26 billion, that would amount to around 10% of firms uh, that said that they had an experience uh, in one way or another with, uh, you know, mortgage brokers and uh, agents reporting in on that sort of situation. Um, you know, so basically, um, how does this work? Well, here's how here's how these scams usually uh, happen. A thief will hack into a real estate or title company's computer system, and then will study the transactions from the language used and uh, of the format of the wiring instructions. When the criminal uh, obtains to uh, you know more or less pull the trigger, he or she will often pose as someone from the real estate or titling company to instruct the buyer to wire the funds to them. The buyer doesn't have the reason to question the request since it's oncoming from what appears to be a legitimate entity that is part of the buying process. Uh, you, you know, and uh, it's it's really sort of a devastating um, hit because uh, this this isn't a hit for you know five thousand dollars six thousand dollars these are hits for one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars two hundred fifty thousand dollars on up to millions of dollars because these type of transactions are seen normal from all the way from the banking institution to the real estate agent to the uh to the buyer so no one is any the wiser until the funds are missing so what should you do uh you should do um you should do your damn diligence when de uh, dealing in real estate and make sure that you are uh you are sending your money to the proper uh, entities uh, that uh, you 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 know are are requesting your money and your your finances, uh, and so uh, be be wary of that and make sure that uh, if if you are in the middle of a real estate transaction, that you have the opportunity to actually verify who is actually requesting funds and for what reason. Because that's a lot of money on the line, and um, you know you have to be you have to be very very careful of uh, sending that amount of money. Uh, what are, what are the uh, fallbacks? What are the safety nets for such a uh, particular uh, frightening scenario? There are a few protections that you can use in place, but again, remember in the United States, your funds are only insured up to a hundred thousand dollars. And what I would do is if you are in the middle of a real estate transaction, put your bank in front of the transaction. So have them do the diligence before sending the money on. Uh, and if they are, if and if they don't do their diligence right, it's not your responsibility, it's the bank's responsibility. Although it may inconvenience you with your uh, account and your account may be frozen or whatever, you are not going to lose that money because you did not wire it, your bank did, and and they will they can reverse that uh, transaction so that's the only way that I can really think of uh, at the moment on how to uh, prepare caution onto yourself and to the ones that you love in the, that uh, particular scam so be careful about that and also be careful of deep fake videos because they are on the rise as well and it's not really looking good because you know uh, we have the uh, United States elections the um, uh, the the, the the U.S. elections uh, around the corner next year in 2020, and it's already, <laughs> oh my God, talk about heating up. I'm drinking orange pineapple and banana juice, and let me tell you, it's amazing. Um, you know, with these deep fake videos, I've already mentioned it like 400 other times on the uh, show, and so it's becoming more and more of a problem. And um, now uh, California just recently passed a law uh, that cracks down on um, political and pornographic deep fakes. Uh, you know, deep fake videos can be fun, uh, but when it comes to politics and pornography, uh, California is definitely uh, doing something about it. And uh, they are one of the first states to make it illegal to post any manipulated videos that could, for instance, replace anyone's face or speech in order to discredit them. 
uh, most specifically within 60 days of an election. So uh, deep fake videos have become more convincing uh, and uh, it's it's all it's also going to become more of a problem as uh, the, you know as the AI and machine learning and all of uh, you know all of this stuff uh, marries itself together so <sighs> Jesus uh, listen Amazon workers are watching your footage from your cloud cam home footage so uh it's been reported that teams in india and romania use video snippets sent by customers for troubleshooting purposes and to train artificial algorithms uh in a promotional video obtained secretly from somewhere amazon says its cloud cam home security camera provides everything you need to monitor your home day or night in fact the artificially intelligent device requires help from uh you know invisible employees uh, what is what is that? Dozens of Amazon workers based in India, Romania, and you know, well, other places, uh, review select clips captured by CloudCam, and uh, they are actually using that to just they are watching your video. And uh, I don't think you have uh, allowed that. I know I wouldn't allow that. And you know, I wanted to backtrack. Uh, on some of the things that I mentioned previously on one of those Amazon uh, about Amazon and the ring and nest and all of that um, you know I mentioned that it, it was a good idea for those for law enforcement to access those cameras but again I wanted to clarify myself and 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 say that law enforcement and other third parties should only have access to your camera if there isn't an emergency and you have signed up for that information to be released during an emergency. Uh, any other monitoring, I don't think, should be uh, taking place. And so you need to uh, use caution and abundance uh, when you are using these cloud-based systems. You know, and when when people say cloud, it's not it's not it's not you know the cloud isn't some magical fucking thing you know it, the, the cloud is basically another computer a server it, there's nothing that that's different than you know it, your shit being on another computer so instead of saying oh your shit's on another computer it's just more gentle to say oh it's the cloud let's just save it to the cloud no, it's bullshit. You, you, if you want to save your stuff, save it to a local drive, all of that. Uh, you really need to forget about all of this cloud shit. Uh, but it's not going to go away. And if you work in a newsroom, there's a good chance that um, you work with colleagues on Google Docs. Uh, slides it, it, basically if you work anywhere there's a good chance that you work with colleagues on google docs slides sheets and more of that shit that they offer uh, g suite software is a simple and a powerful suite of tools uh, that um, people use specifically to collaborate with at work uh, but also documents within your g suite domain are not into in encrypted Meaning that while the fine folks at Google are out uh, fuddle-busting fuddle other people's technology, their own shit isn't even encrypted. Meaning that Google has everything they need to read your data. Uh, and if you are using a Gmail account, hopefully you use you are using it for bullshit like concert tickets, you know, and um, you know shit that really doesn't matter. Uh, we don't. I don't ever recommend that you use Gmail for anything. Or Google services for anything, for that matter. Uh, in in an ideal world, Google would provide end-to-end -end encrypted uh, services for their G Suite, uh, but they are not uh, allowing media and media and civil society organizations to collaborate, uh, and blah blah blah. But uh, Google can see a lot of shit, and Google is doing a lot of work in the background to prevent hacking attempts on your organization's Google account. Uh, account, you know, monitoring for this, that, and the other. Um, but Google needs also an enormous visibility into how you use your account, and so that's why uh, that's why we're bringing this up because even though Google keeps people outside from getting in your stuff, what about other things? You know, listen, I'm not a big uh, proponent on big tech 
uh, big tech, big data, you know, the Googles, the Amazons, all of that stuff, uh, you know, the Costco's, the big stores, all of that by bulk, you know, never care about crap, the four ninety nine chickens. Uh, <laughs> I know I read about that today and it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, and, you know, the, the Google, Google, Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, the, the larger a company gets, folks, you know, you know the routine. We, we went through this uh, with IBM in the 80s. We went through it with Microsoft in the 90s. We went through it with uh, AT&T and Ma Bell in the 70s. And it, there's always a big company every decade that uh, is the bad guy. And so we all know uh, eventually uh, companies break up, they change names, they reform. Uh, just look at AT&T. No, I told you I had a lot of shit to talk about. Listen, lately, uh, U.S. law enforcement uh, arrested 18 members of an international ATM criminal ring thought to be responsible for the theft of at least $20 million. On Thursday, the U.S. Department of Justice unsealed an indictment and two superseding indictments revealing charges levied against each individual believed to be part of the scheme. Prosecutors say that the organization used card skimmer equipment on ATMs to harvest the debit card information of unwitting victims. These skimmers were installed on devices across the U.S. and while it's not known how many people may be involved, law enforcement says that teams of criminals have previously been deployed across the country to find suitable locations, install and remove skimmers. Uh, after grabbing card information, members of the ring manufactured uh, counterfeit clone cards, which could then be used to make fraudulent purchases and withdraw at ATMs. Uh, the gang manufactured large batches of clone cards and sent money mules out to withdraw funds from their victims' bank accounts. While ATM companies um, uh, really try to do everything that they can to prevent this type of theft. It does happen, and uh, it, it is on the decline, but it's still happening. And so uh, be wary of that as well. Uh, and as we've said before, when you are at a, um, at a public nuance, such as a, a, an ATM, a gas pump, or something to where you must use your bank card, be certain to uh, use a little diligence within yourself and your brain uh, grab the card reader uh, just grab a get a firm grip on it uh, and that's what I do I'll just grab it with my my index finger and my thumb and I'll, I'll just you know grab it with a firm grip and shake it and kind of wiggle it around uh, and see if it comes loose right and, and now I'm not trying don't look like an idiot and try to tear the ATM apart that you're trying to get money out of just kind of wiggle it you know look you know touch everything uh, and see if, you know, if, if something doesn't feel right, it's definitely not right. And it's not going to be right. And so remember that, uh, and that's kind of it guys. Uh, you know, uh, as I said, uh, been, uh, w one last story is that over 18,000 websites, uh, have the mage cart skimming malware installed. So if you are running uh, a website, if you are responsible for a website, uh, first thing, first things first, right? You should be uh, using a web application firewall uh, for your website. If you just have your website sitting on a web server and it's just sitting there on some Apache server, uh, you're stupid. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you should really have a web application firewall in front of your um, web application, right? And so uh, make sure that uh, your um, website is not hosting malware by having it scanned. There's plenty of services out there that will scan your website. Uh, and this will prevent your website from getting black holed as well, uh, delisted. Uh, and I believe some search engines will put a big red flag next to your site if it has malware detected on it. And just a little bit of diligence can find, um, you, you can have your website scanned. And most hosting providers do that as well. Uh, but again, remember, uh, try considering using something called a web application firewall uh, for your website. Uh, you can, it should go in front of the application, not be in the back. Uh, so it should be the internet, your web application firewall, then your web application, you know, like WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, all of that, or just static HTML, and then your content, right? And so remember that, and then that'll keep the bad stuff like Magecart off of your website. 
Uh, and that's kind of it, guys. I, w- I, I wanted to uh, just reach out and say hi to all of my friends and family. Uh, and one last thank you to uh, the fine folks at Northwestern Medical. Wanted to say, uh, wanted to give a real big shout out uh, to all of our friends down in Atlanta and in the, uh, the South. Uh, and also wanted to give a real big shout out uh, to... Um, <laughs> Oh no! I think I'll keep that one. Uh, listen, uh, for everything else, including the shit that doesn't matter and things that actually make a, 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 you know make sense, uh, head on over to our website at hackers.xxx. Uh, ch- click on the events page or the link or whatever it is, and you will see uh, uh, all kinds of events. Uh, happening right now in a neighborhood near you and um, hopefully you are able to attend one of those events Uh, and if not uh, well you know I don't know what to say Uh, other than that um, what else was I going to say you know there there was a lot of feedback on some of the talks that we've been running and uh, they have been all good Uh, and so it's good to hear that you guys like that Uh, and so um, hopefully you guys are digging the new format here on the show if not I want to hear about it we we definitely want to hear about uh, I'm sure at this point you know how to get in touch with us Uh, if not just go to our website hackers.xxx and uh, hit contact Uh, we are and actually for the fine folks on the Roku platform we are working on a new Roku app and we should have that released in the next uh, decade or so uh until then i wanted to say thank you very much uh, oh i also <laughs> i remember who i wanted to send a shout out to i wanted to send a shout out to apple and stone uh, uh and uh i i encourage you to visit appleandstone.com listen to the their music they are the sound behind us uh they are uh two amazing musicians that uh just uh you just have to check them out and so uh we recommend that you check out apple and stone check out the website hackers the xxx and uh for everything else i just wanted to say thank you very much i love you all very much and for that said uh we'll be back next week with a great talk and um until then take care of yourself and uh we'll see you for show 104 bye